either, bud. Welcome back to our podcast. This is a special quarantine edition of our podcast. It is April 26, 2020. Joining me here on Discord, we got Vinny. How's it going there, bud? And we got a special guest with us today, the one and only Captain Kirk himself, Luke Kirkowski. Hello. How are you, bud? Say hello. Yeah. I'm just coming in with you. Hello, you know. <laughs> you can't say hey there, bud. I'm just saying hello. But you're on the Hey There, Bud podcast. You can say bud whenever you want. That's to go through the first, like, I think, initiation podcast, and then you can say hey there, bud by the end of the I get it. I get it. Hey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess we should have disclosed this before we started recording. True. We did not. We didn't give anybody the rules. So we just kind of made the rules up now. To so. that's how it works. Yeah. Well, whatever. I guess. I mean, at least today's pretzel day. Happy pretzel day, boys. Happy pretzel, pretzel day. day. Did you? Uh, did anyone get a pretzel? No, I'm thinking about know. pretzels though right now. I'm thinking oh, about good though. Yeah, no, some mustard, some cheese on. What kind so of pretzels? Like you get at the bar, you know, you get the yeah, those like ones for a table. Yeah, those big chunks of like salt. Or... <laughs> Just eating like cubes of salt at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>, stop. <laughs> Ugh, that's all the salt. That sounds awful. Why would you do that to yourself? It's pretzel day. <laughs> pretzel day. I can see why Stanley Hudson loves it so much. All right, well, here we go, boys. Um, let's get right into it here. So this is a special NFL draft edition of Hey There, Bud. Um, seeing as how there's no sports happening right now, it, it we're kind of limited to what we can talk about. So this is a special NFL draft edition of Hey There, Bud. We're going to recap what we're going to talk about here. So basically, uh, we'll start here with – I'm going to start with Vinny. Vinny? What are your favorite picks of the draft so far? Well, actually, total, because the draft already happened. It's true. The draft did happen, happen uh, this weekend. That's true. It's accurate information. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right, man. You're so right. I know. Um, I'm going to go into, uh, I'm at least, I'm very glad that the Dolphins grabbed Tua. It's like an obvious pick, but there was some smoke out there that saying they were going to grab Herbert before him because of injury concerns. Um, are they just going to grab some offensive linemen? Um, I like they. I'm very glad they grabbed Tua. Will fit well with them. Um, another pick that I liked is the Cowboys drafting CD Lamb. So I think it's a great example of team that even though necessarily they didn't need a wide receiver and when that good of a player drops to you it still makes your team better so I'm glad they they went with him rather than forcing a defensive player that they might have need um and for the rest of them I think it'd be at least the first four picks of the Vikings I really like because I thought they nailed the first four picks that they did bad on the next um, 11 of them, but really liked the first four ones. Um, 
especially, you know, the old uh, Mr. Gladney. I was, we, we had a, we did originally do a live show, um, but we decided to have that one. Um, I was, I was very excited about Jeff Gladney coming, but yeah. You guys. Yeah, you were you were pumped there, bud. You were really pumped about Gladney. I was like, I don't know who the heck this guy is. Yeah, you're coming in soft with the Gladney, I'm Shane. You you saw it before us, and you're like, all right, interesting. I was, I was and you're like, what happened? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was like delayed for you guys for some reason, and then I was like watching it pretty much live. You were at Rodney's house. This is so weird recording on Discord. I can't, I can't like tell who's going to start speaking and who's not. Yeah, but um, we're, you know, we're we're learning here doing the online podcast. Usually we, we're right across from each other. We're in the same room, less than six feet apart. At less than six feet, you know. We usually had a couple snacks going or something. Yeah, now we have to social distance. Could add pretzels. Well, how good have you guys done social distancing? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I've uh, I've basically been hiding in my apartment uh, for weeks now. Um, let's see. I haven't seen any, like, I haven't hung out with anybody besides Danny in, like, a month, almost. Danny is your lizard? <laughs> uh, n- n- uh, no, actually. Um Danny is my girlfriend, which I've brought her up in previous podcasts. If you listen to them, Luke. I did. You know, I just got confused. I was disoriented. You know. It's all right. I get it. I just don't really Down in the bayou, I'm sure that happens quite a bit. Yeah. Just mucking through the bayou, picking off lizards for my ears and gnats for my ears. Everything is going for my ears down here. I don't know what it is. <laughs> What's Sorry that? for calling your girlfriend a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's okay. Obama's a lizard too, right? Yeah, no, we're all lizards. We're all lizard people. Um, do you hear a lot of Saints fans talking about the uh, NFL draft down there, Luke? Not at all. Well, it's like all the other uh, people I came here with, a lot of them are from out of town and stuff like that. And the ones that are here are just chemistry nerds, so it's not like they pay attention to football. But, um... Yeah, no. Except for yourself. Except for myself, of course. And Bears fan Dan, who only cares about football, but for the Bears. And so, yeah, no. especially with the social distancing question, since I have been social distancing, I, don't, I haven't heard anything pretty much, except for my good buddy Breckman, who is now fully fins up with his dolphins picking up quite a haul. <laughs> Let's no. go. Dude. Felt for that. Dude, speaking of that, dude, I'd say Tua is one of my favorite picks of the draft. Probably like the least surprise. Like, well, I mean, it was kind of surprising, I guess, but not really. I've it not, should not have been surprising. Yeah, it shouldn't have been surprising at all. And uh, I, I think he was one of my favorite picks, even though it was pretty expected. Um, it still is a solid pick for the Dolphins, man. They got they got their future QB. And they got Ryan Fitzmagic. As their starter to like be the bridge QB, I'm 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 cool with it. I like it a lot. But what was your uh, favorite pick? I'm gonna have to go with Jordan Love and then everything else that uh, the Packers did. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is cool. 
Dude, like every website I've looked at, like Bleacher Report, um, The Athletic, ESPN, like they're all grading really low for the Packers in this whole draft overall, like around the D range, D plus range. And there's a graph that showed all the average of most of the major um, sports sites and networks uh, draft grades, everybody. And Packers had the lowest of anyone, and the Vikings had the highest. And I'm concerning when people are saying the Vikings are doing that well. But it's at least nice just to see the Packers. I feel like the only reason the Vikings, I mean, not the only reason, but a big reason why the Vikings are graded so high is because they had 15 draft picks, which is the most ever, right, in the modern era? Yeah, it's the most ever in the uh, new seven-round format. You used uh, to have more like 14-round, 15-round format, but uh changed to seven, and, and uh, Rick Spielman of the War Room, he went nuts, man. He just kept getting those draft picks. Yeah, the Saints, I remember they did a trade to trade up and select, who was it that they got? It was like in the fourth round from the Vikings, or third round it might have been, and the Vikings got like four or three picks back from the Saints. And they took the rest of their drafts. So their third round, they got Zach Bound and Adam Troutman? That might have been it. Uh, it was like, it was one of their later, it was like, their, I think it was their very last pick in the draft. Yeah, Tommy Stevens. Yeah, so it was uh, – Vikings just got a haul. I mean, they traded down with the 49ers um, and the – or was it – did they trade up? or Yeah, they traded down, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Just like down. Um, yeah, yeah and they traded down with the 49ers and got a few picks from them too. And also the, also the 49ers made some big moves too in the second day of the draft. I think it was the second day. And they got Trent Williams from Washington for oh, a big uh, trade. Yeah, they gave. I think they only gave up. I think they only gave up like a fifth round pick this year and a third round pick next year for him, which is a steal. Yeah, that's what uh, the Vikings were trying to get him as well, and then I think um, it, they were they were at, Washington was actually asking for more for the Vikings and. Because they, you know, they had more draft picks to give away, pretty much. And Bowman thought, you know what? It's drafted Mr. Cleveland, and we'll work with the offensive line that we have. And, and the 49ers are, um, yeah, how, with how well they did last season, they're there in as as of like a win now, as you can be. Not to say that the Vikings aren't in condition anymore. It's just that, you know, how young the Vikings are now and like the Niners aren't old, but they're like their team's old. It's like it's ready for just now. So um and Joe Staley hiring too. That was why they really wanted to get Trent to uh play for him. Yeah, that's the thing is that San Francisco they kept Joe Staley's retirement a secret until the trade happened because mm-hmm. if the cat got out of the bag too, like too quickly then the 49ers would have lost all their leverage um, in the trade. So them getting Trent Williams was crazy. Um, I wasn't expecting it, especially because Kyle Shanahan and Dan Snyder basically hate each other. Um, <laughs> Dan Snyder yeah. being the owner of the Redskins. Like, and Kyle Dan and, Snyder yeah, the worst. <laughs> Dan, yeah, Dan Snyder hates Shan, like both Kyle and Mike Shanahan. 
um, after he fired them uh, earlier in the, in the decade. Um, and uh, so there was always a bit of uh, uh, beef between the two uh, parties. And so then they ended up getting Trent Williams. That was just nuts. I mean, and then for how little they gave up for him, that's an absolute steal. And then they got a fifth round pick back by trading Matt Brito away too. So, I mean, the 49ers did well. Um, The Vikings just fleeced everybody. It felt like for the draft because of how many picks that they got. Um, And yeah, overall, the the Cowboys draft in the Browns, man, the Cowboys just, they do the Cowboys. I think they might've had the best, probably like the top three best drafts of anybody. Yeah. I feel like the overall just talent there. Yeah. See, like you said earlier, CD Lamb, they have Trayvon Diggs, Stefan Diggs' brother, too. He's he's a beast. Um, let's see. Looking at uh, Neville Galmore. Uh, Galmore, he sounds like he's pretty good, too. I mean, a third-round pick. I mean, yeah, the Cowboys, they, they nailed it, especially their first two picks. They absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah. I mean, I like I, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You're fine, man. Yeah, so, uh, like, the Browns, a few picks who, like, they got that tackle. <laughs> they also got a uh, got a receiver, didn't they? The Browns? No, 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 no not, not a receiver. They got that safety, Grant Delpit. Yeah. Um, he's regarded as one of the better uh, safeties in the draft. Oh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like a lot of teams this year seem to not screw up as much right. for the most part. That was because, like, I feel like if you went, you know, and it's just like a, it's a lot more hectic and people are shouting. That's why I feel like that type of environment affects decisions of who to draft and just by themselves. It's not as much crazy shit going on, so. Yeah. One 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 thing that I read I read a tweet I think it was from Ian Rappaport talking about how uh, NFL coaches are actually pretty cool with the quarantine draft situation because it gives them more time to spend with their families rather than being in a war room. Um, they're staying they're, they're sleep they're getting a lot better sleep. So um, yeah. it, it sounds to me like the whole quarantine draft situation went. I think it went a lot better than expected. Roger Goodell was an absolute mess in the best way, and I loved it. He was, uh, he was amazing. He was great. He was ugly in his chair. And yeah, he, he, looked, he, he looked like he was falling asleep there by the end of the third round. What's that? I was out. I was out. By the second night, I, was, I fell asleep before he did. <laughs> I mean, they have, the second night the draft went until I think it was like, like after eleven o'clock Central Time. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Then we had like Bill Belichick's dog, which was C. Bill, Bill Belichick's dog is probably one of the best uh, scouts among the GMs. You know, well, I have more faith in Bill Belichick's dog than the whole Packers organization. <laughs> <laughs> what, could, what could the Packers be doing? Because when I don't know what's going on, it's scary. And this, I have no idea what's going on. 
I, I do have a theory on this. Yeah. So, all saw them get absolutely trashed by the Niners. Very fun to watch. It's a nice family, and everyone gets yes for the whole thing. Then I think what happened is they it seemed that like they drafted like a fullback and they came back and players that are suiting towards more power run offense. So I think they saw like oh Niners destroyed us on the ground, fully does the same thing back to them, even though Niners don't really have a power run offense. I mean they mix it in there, but a lot of my scheme the use it's not necessarily about pound the ball no matter what. It's a, if they're really gonna win it and then if Packers go Oh um Hey just to jut in Second, Shane, how's it been? He sounded. He's cutting out pretty bad here on my end. Yeah, me too. Vinny, you all right over there, bud? Do you need a? Do Do you need help? Do you need assistance? Do you need a birdie? I sound good now. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully. Vinny? <laughs> oh, just like kind of, I pretty much got just like Packers' suspicion of the 49, like how they got whooped by the 49ers and trying to solve that wound. Or salve that wound a little bit with their picks. But that's what I got out of it. Okay. I mean, they're pretty much, I think what they're trying to emulate the 49ers' offense, but they're doing it in way. Um, the Niners aren't even necessarily a power running team. So, I know that's what I think they're doing, and they're trying to prepare for the future with us to like Jordan Love because I think like Mahomes, which I don't see him ever. Say near Mahomes, maybe he could start. Like maybe he can be a more ridiculous like Marcus Rubiola. But I don't know. I think that's what the Packers are right because I don't see anything gel. Basically, they're they're what you're trying to say is they're basically rebuilding while trying to win at the same time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> doing like a weird way of doing so. Could at least drafted one receiver. It didn't even grab one of them. Yeah. Range. Yeah, they grabbed they grabbed a lot of uh, they grabbed a couple of guards, a center, like in the sixth round. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. I was shocked that they picked AJ Dillon, the running back from Boston College. I was, I'm back because I'm like, don't they have Aaron Jones? Yeah, Aaron Jones is one of like the best like running backs, at least in that type of scheme. That's own outside zone, and they have to. I mean, I guess he's good for like power running, but like, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, they had other needs. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age with the NFL, you, you want uh, a dual threat running back more than a power runner, a la Adrian Peterson. Um, because, I mean, Rodgers needs weapons. It's I mean, he, he's made it clear on the Pat McAfee show. Like, he wanted more weapons. He wanted a receiver. He wanted uh, maybe another receiving – like, a running back who can catch the ball well in the backfield. So I, I just – I don't understand – 
Jordan Love. I mean, I guess I get it because Rodgers is in his mid-30s and he'll probably be retiring when his contract is up. But that's four years from now. So I, I just don't yeah. understand it. They, they could they, like they, they could have waited. They could have waited a year to to do this, and they could have drafted some wide receivers. Could have got um, like a running back who can actually catch the ball in the backfield and run routes well. Um, <laughs> and they just they, they I don't know what it was, but but Brett Gutekunst, however you say his name, he just was like nah. No, we're just gonna we're just gonna rebuild, but but we still have Aaron Rodgers for four more years, and he's on a pretty big contract too. Like at least when they drafted Rodgers back like fifteen years ago, it was like a Brett Favre kept flirting with retirement, right? Like well, Rodgers fell to us, and he could have been the first pick, so why not? And this time it's like Rodgers clearly doesn't want to retire anytime soon. Like, well, fuck him. I'm about to scratch Jordan Love. Yeah, it was, it was just the weirdest thing. And then, and the, I, heard, I read reports that the Packers were willing to trade up to get him, too. Like, the Packers were zoned in on Jordan Love. Jeez. Like, they were obsessed with him. And I'm I'm still just blown away. Like, they had opportunities to pick anybody else. They could have picked uh, Justin Jefferson, I believe. Because didn't they have an earlier pick than the Vikings? Or maybe not. Um, but they could have gotten Ayuk, but the 49ers took him. Um, they, they, they could have taken uh, they could have taken Queen, the linebacker Queen. Um, but they, they, they just they were like, nope, don't want him. Like he would have been a perfect fit in their team, but they just were basically just like, no, nah, we're gonna take Jordan Love. Like what? Like because when Rogers was drafted 15 years ago, a lot of scouts projected him to be a number one overall pick, but the 49ers went with Alex Smith instead. Um, and the, the Jordan Love, he doesn't have that Aaron Rodgers vibe. He doesn't have the the accuracy of Aaron Rodgers, the, the, the precision of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers coming out of college, I mean, he, he had pinpoint accuracy even in college. He was a, bit, a little bit more raw, I guess, but – I mean, Rogers just Rogers is a is a whole different animal compared to Jordan Love. I just I just don't understand why the Packers did this. But I mean, if they want to ruin their next season, then that's I mean, cool with us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. They just uh, they're they're eating too much moldy cheese or something over there. Just see fucking um, Ben LaFleur just there with like a big old block of cheddar, just like chowing down. <laughs> <laughs> He's like has those, the, those like peelers, or like he just takes a knife and like it's a slice off. As he's he's there. doing that like hot cheese thing where he's trying to get like. <laughs> yeah. But he's just doing it directly into his mouth while he's like trying to make a giraffe pick as well and just comes out all fuddled. <laughs> Or maybe his mouth is so full of cheese, like they didn't understand what he was saying. Maybe he's trying to say exactly. he wanted the, maybe he wanted the linebacker queen, but then he, but then everyone thought he was saying Jordan Love. So they're like, oh yeah, no, no, no Jordan Love. He's like, no, 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 no. And so then almost like, <laughs> like a blank stare at the computer, like what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers calling him on his phone already. <laughs> Just like sees it vibrating on his desk. Yeah. 
Great mistake. Um, Luke, how do you feel about having a bunch of LSU players be in the NFL now? Mm, pretty cool. I mean, like, I only recognize two of them with Moss and Burrow because I only went to, like, the first LSU game. And then it was kind of – I felt pretty confident on just, like, leaving it on autopilot for the whole season without paying attention. And I was like, yeah, there we go, national champions. <laughs> so, yeah, it's sick. More hyped about the Minnesota boys going in. So, yeah, just because that kind of means more. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings did take an LSU player themselves. They got Justin Jefferson. Vinny, what do you think of him? That, that's the most hyped one, just because it's – first pick and to come from here just from yellow and purple to purple and gold feels pretty cool and I'm happy to see him uh, just come from me to us so it's great I mean Justin Jefferson like sad no go on I mean like Justin Jefferson I think he works like perfectly in Kubiak like Kubiak really wanted him you know it's for a good reason I think Kubiak wants to bring more but in route tree because last year it was very simplified and basic, and now in Kubiak's old systems, he has a lot more routes than what Justin Jefferson did in LSU's offense that uh, Joe Burrow got to run. A lot of different route combinations. So Justin Jefferson um, knows both the route combinations. He's random, and he's very good at running. So I think he works perfectly for what the Vikings are trying to do with the Kubiak system. And he was just one of many LSU players taken. Um, Joe Burrow obviously was my number one, which is the least surprising pick of the whole draft. Um, and uh, I don't know. Do you, do you think Joe Burrow will be a transcendent talent? for Cincinnati, or do you think the Bengals are going to completely botch his career? Um, I, have, I have more faith in the Bengals. I think, you know, they're getting back some offensive linemen that were injured. Um, they did beef up their offensive line in the draft. Um, they, I like, what's the running back's name again? Oh, yeah, Joe Mixon. Joe's back there, you know? Joe yeah. We be in OEM, like Joe Mixon has a running back, and their defense is obviously not that great. Now they did try to draft some players for their defense, so that's going to take some time to build. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have more faith, I think, than the average person does, just because, like Zach Taylor, too, I think he'll form the offense into what Joe Burrow wants to do. Other than, like, Adam Gase doing his, like, bug-eyed weird shit where he looks like <laughs> his offense and wastes all of his talent. Bug-eyed weird shit. Do you think Adam Gase has uh, ever, I don't know, has he ever considered just, like, quitting? Because he, he's not a good coach. Dude, if he had, like, the sense to quit, then he would have the sense to run a better team, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Well, Adam I mean, I mean, looking at the looking at the Jets, they did draft um, a couple of decent picks early on. I mean, they got Mackie Becton from Louisville. I mean, he's a solid tackle, big dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Jets, they you know they swung and hit a home run on that pick, I think. And then they got 
Denzel Mims, who is one of the one of the top receivers in the draft as well. I mean, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, one other player before we go to break that I forgot to mention too, who is one of my favorites besides Tua, is uh, 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 Ben Barch from St. John's in Minnesota here. Minnesota boy uh, got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars in the fourth round. Uh, left tackle, a lot of uh, promise with him. And I'm excited to see what he can do with Jacksonville. Hopefully he can be Garner Minch's blind side for the next several years. Yeah, dude, Ben Barch had his crazy smoothie, which had like seven eggs and bananas and orange juice and, and shit. So I think with that smoothie, if he brings that in the locker room, he's just ready for the NFL. He's ready for anything. He's ready for anything with that smoothie. He drinks six of them in one day when he's drunk before big games. He's going to bark. The Ben Barch special will make you barch. Wait, what do we got here? We got consumed a protein shake daily consisting of seven scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs, tub of cottage cheese, quick grits, peanut butter, bananas, and Gatorade. That's right, the Gatorade thrown in there. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so gross. It went up from 250 pounds to 275 uh, in the summer training camp and then eventually went up to 305. I'm just reading off of Wikipedia. But yeah. Shit. All right, boys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we can talk more Ben Barch if you want. Otherwise, we're going to move forward with this draft coverage. BRB, love you all. Oh, hey there, bud. Welcome back to the podcast. We're uh, we're still talking about the NFL draft here, boys. Boys? So, so giddy. Boys. We're back. We're fucking back. You were excited this time. You were really excited to get back. We're fucking back, boys. <laughs> Let's go. Boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. That song gets a lot of hate because it's like dumb, but I'm like, no, it's a special place in my heart. You guys, here's a poll. Would you rather, for like when you know you're with the boys and you're back in town, would you rather be listening to that song or We Them Boys by Wiz Khalifa? <sighs> couldn't they couldn't they mix them both together? I was gonna say, like, do we have to choose one? I mean, I'd rather choose one, but if you could do a mix, I would rather you choose. <laughs> um, depends on how loud the boys are. Because if like I can get the boys shouting, then probably we do boys. Otherwise. You can kind of just tap your foot to the boys are back in town. Or like a cruising thing? Yeah. Didn't, Have you uh, seen the music video for that song? He just walks around his neighborhood for like six minutes. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> what? And he's just singing the whole time. It's great. We the boys? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that he just walks around Sweden boys. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you are boys. You are males. <laughs> this is true. It's just stable fact. <laughs> we also yeah, dem boys. Boys? Who? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I blacked out for a second there. What, what were you saying? I was just saying that uh, we dem boys... 
There and there it is. <laughs> um, Listen, I don't have the topic list, so you guys gotta kick off next. <laughs> Luke, don't patronize me, okay? You don't want my Patreon subscription? Uh, you should all subscribe to our Patreon. We don't have one yet, but it'll get there soon. I've just been mailing you like six dollar bills. I'm making myself. <laughs> Does it have your face on them? Yeah, <laughs> got Ari's face on. Oh shit! Yeah, it's like wide-eyed stare, like freaked out as I try to take a photo. Ari is Luke's cat, <laughs> by the way. Luke's white cat. It's true. She's turning a different color. She might Chill. be like a calico. She's what? She's like as she ages, she's turning different colors. Now she's like black, white, and like kind of orange. So I don't almost know a cream. Yeah, she's like a crime. A creme? Creme. Creme. Uh, yeah. So, here, here's one thing I want to talk about, too. Because the creme of the crop in the free agency was Tom Brady. And now that motherfucker's in Tampa Bay. He's he's in Tampa Bay joining the Buccaneers. He's had, he's had a rough go of it so far. He got kicked out of a park. Got, uh, he walked into the wrong house um, on accident. I mean, he's he's, he's had a, he's had his rough go at it so far in, t- in Tampa Bay. But boys, what do you think of Tampa? Yeah, like go on, buddy. I was wondering what you guys would do if Tom Brady walked into your house expecting Byron Leftwich to be there. I'd offer him my sink so that he could drink all the water that he wants because I know he needs that to survive. <laughs> and Shane? Uh, well, hydration is very important, Luke. That's true. But I would th- probably throw a football at him and be like, go deep, dude. It's your turn. I'm <laughs> <It's your> <laughs> Tom Brady now. <laughs> he just puts on the big smile on his face like, no one's asked me to go deep. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> He just running and then gets hit by a car and then gets kicked out of a park. <laughs> and you just shut and lock your door. I'm like, oh no. And then he's forced to retire. I'm a bay. <laughs> what was it? Remember uh, the, what was it, the other guys? Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? Or Mark Wahlberg's backstory is he shot Derek Jeter. <laughs> so, yeah. And then they were like, he should have shot A-Rod. Like, imagine where you'd be in your career if you never shot Harry Jeter. <laughs> Shane's that in the scenario. Eh. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, the, the Buccaneers got two gophers on their team. That's right. They got Antoine Winfield uh, Jr. I was about to say senior, but I'm like, nah, that, that boy, he retired a long time ago. Question. What do you think the betting odds were that uh, Tom Brady would be playing with two Gophers uh, a year ago? Like, if you took money on that, slim, pretty low. I think. Slim odds. Belichick doesn't draft a lot of over talent. I mean, they had Lawrence Maroney for a while, didn't they? It's true, they did have Lawrence. But uh, we just. No, wait. Decker never, never played for the Patriots, did he? Who was it? Eric Decker. 
Eric Decker went to Denver, didn't he? Sorry, it was Denver. Yeah, he went, to, <laughs> he went to the Broncos. Who the hell just sneezed? On my on our podcast? Sorry. One of the hours, not me. Our podcast. Well, that's our first bless you of the of the week here on Hey There, Bud. Bless you, Anthony. <laughs> so I don't know why I just didn't mute the mic. But. No, no, Vinny, it's okay. If you have to sneeze, you got to sneeze. It's natural. Vinny, we're gonna turn your sneeze into a five minute bit on this episode. <laughs> don't stop talking. It was like second one felt better. The first one it was a little bit too strong. Mm. The second one was like or more green in a sense. <laughs> yeah, I like I if you like. Like, if you like sit down in the field, you just sound like a deer and like walk across and stare at you and like walk away. Yeah, man, that sounds incredible. That sounds that sounds exactly like a sneeze. <laughs> that is what a good sneeze feels like. Uh, uh, anyway, so the Buccaneers also drafted Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, and uh, yeah, I mean he's nothing to sneeze at either. Five point nine nine grade prospect rate on NFL.com. They're projecting him to be a backup slash special teamer. I don't know, man. Tyler Johnson's pretty good. I see him being in the slot a lot. Um, I think like where both these players went, Tyler Johnson's like perfect to the start of the career. Um, Tyler Johnson's going to be getting, you know, getting balls from one of the best quarterbacks ever. Um, I think he works perfectly for that offense too because you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin who are mainly going to be on the outside. You put Tyler Luke Johnson where he's flawed. Get, you know, he's not going to get double teamed. Get the folks of attention. And Tom Brady loves throwing short and medium passes. That's what I think he'll be really doing with Tyler Johnson. Yeah, especially at Brady's at this point in Brady's career, he's definitely a a checkdown kind of quarterback at this point. But he's a good one. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, He's not going as deep anymore, but um, you know that you have two different receivers and stretch of field. So you have love to go deep. You have that threat, and then you have Johnson underneath, and it works perfectly for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, I mean, I kind of want to go a little bit more in depth too with those Vikings picks. I know we kind of talked about them earlier, but I want to go more in depth, kind of analyze each one. So, um, first of all, ju- uh, their first pick, Justin Jefferson. I'm just going to go down the line here. The first four picks. Justin Jefferson um, out of LSU, uh, Joe Burrow's top receiver, pretty much. Um, he's you know he's an excellent route runner, good hands, good speed. Um, what what do you think? Uh, I mean, I guess Vinny, you kind of talked about earlier with Gary Kubiak's system, but what uh, what do you think? What do you think Justin Jefferson's best uh, assets are that would help the Vikings long term? Long term, I think. Um only like physically like we talked about the route running and hands also it just seems like a just a smart player um very clear that he's, he's a team mentality type player and very competitive so you know he's doesn't seem like a diva type receiver you know um where you get some great receivers but then they're like a little bit more defense stuff which is fine but I think it's nice about Jefferson that he seems to not bring that type of mentality. I mean, we'll see. The NFL. A diva. Name one diva receiver. Randy Moss. 
Randy Moss was technically a Patriot. Okay. Terrell Owens. But it doesn't have to be like a competitive, but like, you know, even you could say Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. his home and stuff, like, yeah, like, it can happen. It's not a terrible thing, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean being a diva is not necessarily like a bad thing. As long as you're not a cancer in the locker room, I mean, that's. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even sound like it's scratched and stuff. Someone got termites? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, diva sounds like so negative, though. I feel like there's just another phrase for it that's just like they know that they're good and they're hyped. I don't know. But, yeah. If it's not a negative thing, then yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it could be portrayed as negative. It depends on if it's hurting the team in general. Like, with, with much Rick, like Antonio Brown. Yeah, that that's pure diva right there. Odell Beckham, uh, kind of guy. Like Odell Beckham uh, in his time with the Giants, he definitely uh, lost his cool quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. he, he's classified as a diva in a way, but in, in a negative sense, um, Randy Moss in his final year with Minnesota, I mean, obviously before the, in the 2004 season, Randy Moss is kind of considered a, a diva back then too, because he just, he, he said he played what he plays when he want to play. And, um, he, uh, fake mooned the Packer fans. A lot of people thought that was kind of like diva esque, I guess. Um, even though I love that move, even though we love that move here in Minnesota, um, Joe Buck certainly thought that was a disgusting act. So, <laughs> by the doctrine of Buck, it was declared that the Moss mooning. Was <laughs> so, I mean, Justin Jefferson, though, uh, if you're saying he's clean as a whistle, then that's a good thing. So that's what it seems like. Yeah, I don't. I'm very excited to have him like in our system and our team. Well, hopefully, hopefully he's a good one for the Vikings. What about um, Jeff Gladney, uh, Vinny? You were super stoked about this guy. Um, I from from TCU. At TCU, go frogs! You know, go, uh, go frogs. <laughs> At Jeff Gladney, I think he works. Um, pretty much, you know, he's like another good fit for the system. Um, what Mike Zimmer likes to do. He does like an aggressive corner, but he also likes corners that are versatile. So he can play press, but he can also come off and uh, play softer coverage. He can play zone. Um, what he does is his technical footwork and, and his hips are very smooth. He can go in and out of breaks very easily. So it's not likely he's going to get burnt by any uh, fast receivers. And um, he's also a player that you can match him on receiver all day, and he just he'll he'll be on them all day, no matter what. Even if he gets beat, he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna be in Xavier Rhodes and you know try to put blame on everyone else. He'll still put the blame on himself and just go right back to the next play. So I mean, he's like one of the most like aggressive, like competitive players. I mean, I don't like every player is technically um, competitive, but. Well, if you watch him, watch him play and watch his tape, like he's like every play is just pumped and so wants to win that bad, and he doesn't—he's not afraid to bring the heat too much. So, oh, you think uh, you know when we called him or when he gets to call him? He said, you know, I've been waiting for your call, so I think it's pretty clear he wants to be for Mike Zimmer and <clears throat> excuse me for Minnesota. 
Hope so. I mean, it sounds like he's he like you said. He sounds like he just wants to win. Hopefully, he brings that mentality here. And um, I think because the Vikings, they desperately needed some cornerback help. They, they uh, lost Xavier Rhodes, which I mean, honestly, I think is a, a a good thing rather than a bad thing that they got rid of Rhodes. But um, then they also they also lost Trey Waynes too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Lost Waynes, which he was like, um. He was pretty much like a like a solid corner. He wasn't great, but he definitely wasn't bad. He's pretty consistent. Um, didn't get too many penalties. He was like a just nice solid corner to have. While like Rhodes and other corners are getting hurt or beat, it's nice to have Wayne. So hopefully, Mike Cube's coming back from injury. Hopefully he can went to like a Wayne's role. Then we can have Gladney kind of. He's gonna get beat sometimes as a rookie, but. Get these. Uh, we can get these rookies ready for the season. Yeah, because Mike Zimmer's defensive schemes are notorious for uh, not being favorable for rookies. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't. They're, they're probably gonna be some growing pains for this team. So we'll see what happens. So um, yeah. so so Jeff Gladney's probably gonna be the safe pick for them. I mean, he's he's uh, seems like a pretty competitive guy, and he's he works really hard. So I'm sure he'll be fine. As for Cleveland, on the other hand, um, from what I've read and seen about him, I mean, a lot a lot of analysts expected the Vikings to draft him, and he did fall into their laps in uh, the uh, second round, late in the second round. So, I mean, he, he from what I've seen, he's a big dude who is going to probably be a, a good starter down the line um, and probably replace Riley Reef here pretty soon. Did you guys see the thing that uh, Jeff Gladney ran the 40-yard on the torn meniscus? He, uh, he did the combine stuff on the, while he was injured. It's because he wanted to show that uh, wasn't he, he went back down to feel like that. Christ. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he wants to do it. <laughs> so that, that would have been another good example to bring up of him just like, Into your face, regardless. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, look at the Vikings' depth chart for corners. They have Marcus Sales, uh, they have Mike Hughes still, uh, Holden Hill, um, Harrison Hand, Jeff Gladney now, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a uh, it just you know the young boys, the young boys. They're young for sure. It's a kind of a young team overall. Uh, most of the t- most of the players on the team are under thirty years old, except for Kirk Cousins. Um, I, th- I think Adam Adam Thielen's getting close to thirty, but yeah, everyone else is like way under thirty years old right now. It's a super young team. But uh, it's like they're, a lot of their offensive linemen are pretty young now. With uh, like you said, uh, Ezra Cleveland. Um, go over him, you know. Ethan is like, he's got the great footwork. Um, he's very athletic. Um, he can get to the second level very easily. And that's like in our run game. It's all about getting to that second level, so he can do that very well. Um, he's, he's got the speed. Um, you know, he's got great hands, hand placement. I mean, the, the technical stuff of his blocking and his run blocking and um, in pass protection is very good. This is main drawback that he, he might not have the – initial strength and size right away but you pretty much give him a year if you want to like redshirt him technically um 
and you give them that year to, to build that size and strength, or you may, we might be starting them right away. And we'll see growing pains like we kind of did with Garrett Bradbury, but I don't think it'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for the long term, it's a great pick just to see him, you know, he's got all the technicality and, and the, um, the athleticism. He just needs to work on just putting it on size. For sure. I mean, what you're saying, he should put on more size. Yeah, pretty much he's just kind of put on some size and strength because all this technical stuff is just on pad. So see, that's crazy because he's six foot six and three hundred eleven pounds according to NFL.com, and you're saying he needs to put on more weight. That's insane. I mean, as a left tackle, you usually want to be a little bit bigger, but at least like not doesn't necessarily have to be weight, but just pure strength. Sometimes he just gets pushed around a little bit, um, especially when you're going to face guys. If you're a left tackle, a left guard, and you're playing some of the best of defensive ends, like he's going up against Nick Bosa, you're going to have to bring it, right? So Bosa would probably not even try to get around him. He's got that, that speed and, and quickness, but he'd probably just try to bull rush him. That's where a lot of people are concerned. It's just that he's just going to get bull rush from time to time and pass protection, even sometimes run block. You might not be able to get push because it doesn't have quite have that strength. That's why a lot of people see him, see him as more of a, a developmental uh, player that can that has really high upside, um, but may not be able to start right away. I see. I, I see what you're saying now, Vinny. I get it. I totally get it. You, you, yeah, you, we you, get it now. <laughs> we, we, we get it. I finally understand. Okay, so last pick I wanted to address then, Cameron Dantzler. Um, I don't really know a lot about this guy. Um, Third-round pick, Mississippi State. Um, let's see, NFL, NFL.com is saying he could potentially become a starter in the future. He's 6'2", 280 pounds, so he's a tall dude, but he has, from what I've seen, he has short arms. Um, so, I mean, I'm not sure if that would really make a big difference or not, but um, – I mean, it seems like he has uh, physical uh, uh, limitations with his with his shorter arms, but I mean, from from what I've seen, like he looks like he could be pretty solid. I mean, they they, uh, they call him the needle down there, but on the needle, he gets after you, even though he's kind of a slimmer guy, tall slim guy, but uh, he'll still hit you. Um, you know, he's. Pretty much what I've uh, seen of him, um, he can play a lot of press and aggressive coverage. Um, what there was, a, there was a couple games that people need to watch from him that he had the best coverage against both uh, the Roll Tide in Alabama and against the national champions LSU. He had the best coverage against their top receiver there. Um, so he, he limited them very well. Um I'm forgetting his name. It wasn't Justin Jefferson. There's another top receiver they have that didn't enter the draft. But yeah, so like he had a great game against LSU. Brought it. Um, his main on sides are sometimes he can be a little bit too aggressive. Um, and he really needs to work on his tackling technique. Like he'll still hit people, but his tackling technique is not the best. He needs to learn how to wrap up more and get square rather than just throwing his shoulder at, uh, at defenders and make it. A little bit uh, worked in the running game. He doesn't put on some size. 
I see. I see what he's saying. I feel you, Playa. Wow. Well, up what he's putting down. Yeah, I'm, I'm smelling what he's stepping in. Yeah. Sure, during Christmas, too, we could have, like, uh, like the, the Santa. He could be, like, a Santa Claus reindeer. It's like. Who? Like, camp dancer. It's kind of like dancer and shit. That's a good point. That is. That's, that's the first thing that popped in my head. You heard it here first on either, bud. Uh, we'll come up with something for next week of, of a new song, Christmas song for him. If you don't, then I'm sure the Vikings Twitter will in like six sure months no. or something like that. We'll be subjected to it. Well, here's the deal. Um, <laughs> so the Vikings also drafted late, late in the draft a quarterback, Nate Stanley, out of Iowa. Uh I mean, no, he's not one of the top four picks, but I still wanted to address him a little bit um, because, I don't know, I feel like the Vikings, I, I guess they don't really need to look too far into the future yet because they still have Kirk Cousins, but drafting a quarterback this year, I mean, it certainly isn't a bad thing either. Um, what do you what do you like or, and dislike about Stanley? I dislike that um, he wrote the gopher streak. That's true. He did. He did That's break their streak. That he had yeah. like the second most passing yards or something in Iowa football history, though. True. Mr. Stanley, two first names, kind of. The Stan Man. Stan Man. Um, <laughs> I haven't get to watch as much of him as the other players. Um, main thing is that while he's in the pocket, he can, and he's got a balanced platform. He can throw a pretty accurate ball. But he's still inconsistent. Um, but with, but when he's outside the pocket or he's getting rushed, he's getting a lot of pressure on him. A little bit more erratic. Not, you know, he's not known for his mobility. Um, you know, he did have some good success in Iowa, um, and actually, he has very similar uh, statistic stats of two uh, percentage touchdowns and interceptions. Jordan Love. If you compare that, since even though he's a lot less mobile, um, yeah, I don't know. He's pretty much just like, just to see if he has if he has any potential, get anything more out of him. Nine, their current backups are Sean Manning and Jake Browning, and they're not the best backups to have. So, so you expect Nate Stanley to potentially be the backup and and coming into the season. If he, if he works hard enough, he might be able to get that backup spot. Um, I'm, I'm imagined he's at the beginning of the year, he's going to be third in the depth chart. But maybe throughout the year, maybe next year, he can work up to his to the backup spot. You've upset Shane. <laughs> How dare you, Vinny? He's fuming mad. He's silent with rage. Pissed. How dare you, Vinny? How dare you disrespect me on our podcast? Now I hate their butt. I'm the biggest Nate Stanley fan of all. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Stanley and I are brothers. I stay in Stanley. We have showered together. <laughs> we have no I was in the shower. Hey, Luke, I have a question for you. Yeah. This is a specific segment for Dukowski because I'm in Minnesota. I was living in Louisiana, Baton Rouge. 
for unknown reasons. Um, but I have a segment of just why Minnesota is better than Louisiana. The closest we get to have an insider. Rink. All right, I've had enough. The closest hockey rink is like over an hour away at this point. There's not <laughs> even one of that Rouge, which is the capital of Louisiana, so it doesn't even make sense. Um, there's pretty much only one sport here, and it's just football, which, like, don't get me wrong, they do it well, and it's, like, beautiful and glorious. But, like, I want some variety. No, they got they had Pistol Pete check one here as well. I guess they have college uh, basketball as well, the Pelicans. But past that, Minnesota is so diverse in sports. We have, like, one of everything, even if no one cares about it, which is, like, nice to have, you know? It's bourgeoisie, but it's fantastic. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's just seasons. Seasons is a big thing. I got here the first day that I got here is 100 degrees, and I've been driving for 16 hours, and I had to like just move all my stuff into this crack-ridden house that's just got cockroaches and all sorts of bugs that I haven't had to deal with. Uh, cockroaches, carpenter bees, hornets that just seem to appear in like random like parking lots, even though they're just not habitable. I don't know, man. Sounds like a mess. It's just a mess, you know? Sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, I know that, too. I feel like I'm subjected to more bugs than other people. Will it ever snow in Louisiana, Luke? I think it snowed like five years ago or something like that. And then two inches, and then everyone died. And then there's new, there's new people in yeah what's the weather like there right now it's 80s sunny been 80s and it's gonna be 80s for like a while yeah Uh, what's uh what's been your guys' favorite like about quarantine because there's there's plenty of negatives Mm -hmm. record this person but your favorite quarantine I like immediately post quarantine when like no one was outside and then just everything was like quiet and like I could go for a run and then I just wouldn't see anyone and it was just peaceful. That's what I was into. That was, now nice. was different. Now everyone's back out because they don't they don't care. And so yeah. You don't really have patience. No. Shane you what do you think? Hey. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching TV over here. I don't know. Uh, the hell do you want? What's, uh, what's been your favorite part about quarantine? Favorite part about quarantine is that I can grow out my beard and not feel um, insecure about it. That is true. Oh, I got a I, I got a really patchy, dirty beard going on right now. I haven't shaved in three weeks. I might have to take like the. I might put some tape on like my self-facing camera because I don't like seeing my beard right now. I don't think anyone needs to see it. I feel like I should just be taking Snapchats with the forward-facing one because this beard is not looking good. All right, boys, we got to take another quick break. We're gonna wrap this up here in a few minutes, and uh, yeah, so don't go, don't go away. Stay right where you are. Don't touch that dial. Drop that remote. Vinny. Vinny. <laughs> Oh, hey there, bud. Welcome back to the podcast. 
we're going to wrap this up really quick because I wanted to ask you boys a quick question. Do you think this whole uh, quarantine situation, this whole pandemic, do you think it's going to affect the NFL this season? Shoot, man, I don't know. Like, scientists don't know. Nah, it's like the NFL in which way? In terms of less games, in terms of not having fans in the stands, in terms of um, not even having a season at all? I think they'll do, like, they're not going to have OTAs. I think that's confirmed at least. Um, so there's just less time for rookies to prepare. Um, apparently how they used to do back in the day, but modern times we've had OTAs to um, condition younger players to get ready for the year. Um, or just any player in general. But yeah, um, that's one thing already. But I could see them maybe doing some sort of thing where at no preseason games, I don't see those happening. Um, have some scrimmages. But might do a thing where they just have no fans. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we're too early in the game to really predict what's going to happen, but I feel like I feel like the season uh, is definitely going to get changed around quite a bit um, in terms of. I mean, I mean, I don't know if they'll shorten the season at all. They might uh, a few games, but I mean, I think there definitely will be a season. Like, it definitely will be a 2020 NFL season. And uh, and like you said, I don't think there will be any fans in the in the stands for the games, and it's going to be really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a weird year for sports, yeah. <laughs> like, are the players gonna be playing in their own stadiums, or are they gonna be kind of doing what Major League Baseball is trying to do and just play in certain states? I don't know. It's just, I wonder how all sports are gonna do it. And there's just, like old football games in like Bismarck, North Dakota, where just fucking no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> gonna hold like a baseball game out in that like field of dreams field. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Just in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> at an undisclosed location, the Los yeah. Raiders are playing against the Browns. <laughs> undisclosed, <laughs> undisclosed location. We just like drive past them. <laughs> it's like obviously their new stadium. But just, yeah, we're in an undisclosed <laughs> location. Right, right there. Yeah, they just like pan the camera towards U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> Shit. Shut it off, shut it off, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, as of right now, it looks like, I mean, there isn't a whole lot of information in terms of what's going to happen for the NFL season, but it seems like everyone's pretty confident that it will happen. But if, if anything does change, we'll let you know on our Twitter. Follow us on Twitter, at HeatherBudCast on Twitter. And, uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to DM us, bud. Are you at HeatherBudCast? I thought you were like at HeatherBud7. Oh, no. The handle changed, bud. Oh, shit. At HeatherBudCast. Change the handle. You got it. Well, there you go. When we first created it, just added a random number, and we're like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Lucky number seven. Yeah, lucky number seven for Joe Maurer. But I was like, you know what? No, we got to change it just a little bit. So, HeatherBudCast is our new Twitter handle. Come come follow us, bud. We, uh, we, we'd love to have you. I did want to add one more thing. Yeah. Before we sign off. Lay it on. I apologize to Adam. I apologize to Adam Gase if I offended him. Oh, no. There's no need to apologize. He sucks.
I think he can he can take the heat, right? He can take the heat. He's he probably take I mean, I mean, the, He's okay. I mean, the man has eyeballs that bulge out of his head that look like they're about to pop out of his head. So I don't know. I'm sure, he's used to hearing that. So I'm yeah, sure. no, you popped him like 20 minutes ago, Vinny. He's he's still picking up his eyeballs, putting him back in. I mean, for all we know, Adam Gaze might DM the Haler Bud Twitter. Uh, you know, later and be like, you guys need to take this video down or this podcast down, or I'm going to bulge my eyeballs at you. And Adam Gates is coming to your house at like 12 a.m., like looking through your window, Shane. Like the one where Jesse like was pounded out the window. <laughs> That's cool. Be as hell. <laughs> All right. It's well, a blank expression. Just his buggy eyes staring at you. Who's that one guy from the Jets who, like, who's a coach or someone that, like, tripped the player? Oh, no, that was Mike Tomlin for the Steelers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what coach would, like, come and get you? And it's like, that guy, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, not. Yeah. All right, boys, do you have anything else to add? Because I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to watch this uh, Last Dance documentary on ESPN. I'm all good. That's it, boys. That's all she wrote. Well, bud, we appreciate you tuning in to us this week. It's our first podcast in over a month, and we're happy to have you here. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. See you, boys, later. Bye. Later, bud.